There you are. Oh, I thought we'd have to do the show without you, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Podcasting will, will be put thrill. Grandpa and chill, grandson and friends. Podcasting will, grandpa and chill. We'll be the real grandson and friends. With your host, Grandpa Bart and Brandon Fox. Finest Jackson and Sierra Doss. This is Grandpa and Chill. Welcome to another amazing episode of Grandpa and Chill. I'm with my amazing producer, Sierra. Awesome co-host, finest, and my grandfather, Grandpa. I'm Brandon Fox. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, uh, this is a podcast uh, with old people and young people, and uh, we talk to people from around the world about various topics, and uh, today it's it's us. So. It's the game. The yeah. Yeah. I like what you're saying. This is a reintroduction. I mean, if someone's coming in here, they don't. I mean, if someone just came in here randomly, they wouldn't know all the. <laughs> like, who are these bozos? Why does every background look like chaotic as fuck? Like, what's going? It does on? look. Yeah, yeah. yeah just is that seven chaotic. pasta boxes in your background? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. That would be weird to uh, do this podcast backwards. I guess. Start at episode one, then come here, and then go back to two and work your way through and see our technology progression and all that kind of stuff. The technology progression, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah gotten better. We're all going to be at 1080p this time, 2022. <laughs> we love it. Grandpa, you're so good at getting on now. Well, it took me a little while tonight to get it. it just the wheels just kept going around and around and around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you, where were you? At, where, you said you came back in town from. You said where again? I was in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. No oh, fun. Or close Lancaster, to it. I was in okay. a town called Mannheim. <clears throat> very, very pretty uh, uh, farms out there. Beautiful farms. You were doing stuff for your camera equipment. Uh, yeah, more, more for audio. Oh, okay. More for audio, yeah. Nice. Oh, do we have a guest this evening? <laughs> no guests. Just just us. We can end it here if you want, Grandpa. <laughs> oh How happy would that make oh, you? <laughs> we should just have like one episode where it's just like, like 30 seconds. Long. Yeah. <laughs> we tried, guys. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'd probably do really well. Yeah. Well, okay. F- Finus has a podcast called yeah. Reading with Finus, and you decided to never go under five minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I yeah I was gonna do that, and I'm still gonna do it, I guess. But I ran into some bumps. I I got this DJ equipment, and I got this software for 14 day trial, and I was making, I was really doing some really good stuff with my with my voice, mixing it, but you can't upload it to Anchor. So why? Really took the sell, took the sales out of me. I don't know. You just can't. You gotta either record there, um, but I can't e- upload any files that I've already like that have my you know computer. So that's so weird. That really, yeah, it kills that's me. That's weird. Um, but it's you yeah. know whatever. Um, 
But yeah, that's been going pretty good. Yeah, five minute episodes. I think the one today was like ten minutes. Nice and that's sweet. Good. No one wants to hear me talking that long, except on here. The, uh, right, a sure. lot of people love you on this show, Finest. They do. Oh, well, thank you guys. I'm gonna call my sister. Yeah, you have you have a great sense of humor. I, thank you, uh, Grandpa. I think the same to you. So I, I, I thought you said there was a guest, but now you sort of said there is. No, there's no it's guest. It's just vibes. It's just it's just us and the vibes. Where's oh Rosie? Mm-hmm. Did you hear that? The phone didn't even get through a half a ring. Yeah. <laughs> Rosie said it's Wednesday. I don't have time. Oh yeah, for this you know shit. Wednesday. Yeah, you're not about to pull her into this. On another goddamn Wednesday. Marissa, you're on the podcast. Oh God. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's just like what you said. My mom was listening to the podcast that I the episode I posted this week. We're I'm so we're so askew in our posting. Wait, <laughs> the episode why? I just posted. The episode I just posted is from like the end of October. <laughs> it's from a week before Halloween. <laughs> and what what your mom oh. say? She's listening to it because we were talking about like having different guests, and we were like, "Do we know anyone else that wants to come on the show?" And we were talking about like how our our parents and our families like would not want to come on to the show. And yeah. Finest was like, "Have you met black Midwestern <laughs> middle class people? <laughs> like, they'd be so embarrassed. They'd be like, I can't believe you did this shit." Yeah, was it true? Was your mom like, "Yeah, absolutely"? There's no way. There's no way. She came in with a bunch of other suggestions, but she was she did not recommend herself. If I called my parents right now and, and they answered, which they probably would, they would be mortified if I was like, guess what? You're on a podcast. My sister and didn't think, even say no. She just hung up she said, immediately. She hung up because she doesn't consent. To, she doesn't consent to this. Yeah. Like, that's the thing, too. Is like some people like, like, I mean, if you don't want it, if you don't want something like we can always edit it out. But I think some people just think like it's people, live. Hey, I'm going like, on a podcast. This is yeah, live yeah. broadcast television. <laughs> yeah. That's only yeah. ever happened. I think like once or twice. Maybe. Yeah. Where someone so came back and I, was like, "Can you edit what I set out?" Right. Really? That, that oh, happened. that has happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I not know that. Yeah. I mean, I, that's something I've been trying to mull over in my head as I'm doing more podcasting. Like everything that I say is just like it's out there now. Like it is what it is. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I've gotten the more of the stuff I put out, the less and less I care. You know. Um. Yeah, I don't know. How do, how do you guys feel about it as artists and making stuff in the world? Do you, do you are you worried about your your legacy and the footprint that you're leaving behind? I'm curious what Grandpa. Said, has. Well, yeah, sorry, go Sarah. I'm curious what Sarah has. I have always I've said since like high school that my rule is generally that I never say anything. I never even say anything out loud about anything or anyone that I wouldn't say to their face, which. In turn, has made me have to be a lot more open with the things that I'm prepared to say. I've, I've learned to be a lot more frank about a lot of things in life because I say too many things. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to tell them this sometime this month. But, but yeah. Because yeah. I just don't believe in telling anybody anything in confidence. So I just got to be prepared to just throw it out anywhere. Yeah, what about you, Grandpa? What about me? <laughs> How do you? 
how do you feel about your uh, how do you feel about your legacy as an artist and what you put out and how people see you? Are you embarrassed any of the podcast or anything that you said? Oh. You know, does it stop you from saying anything? Yeah, that, that's it's certainly a possibility that mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed about <laughs> doing Especially this. Podcast. Brandon was trying to pull out information when we first started sure. the podcast. Right. Yes. Which I don't know that I really wanted to air those things. Yeah. Grandpa. Whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've stopped. I've stopped bringing up anything drug related or sexual on the podcast in regards to your past. Right. Grandpa. Yeah. I mean, and you don't want, no, no, no. That, well, that's a fair point. That's yeah, why I stopped. History, that's the worst part. Yeah, that's the worst part about Brandon <laughs> is that th- that's what kills me is that you. I could, I'm about to ask you, and you'd be like, "Oh, no, I'm so worried about everything I say." But then you'll straight put someone on, yeah, the, yeah. on the chop block. I know. It's it's <laughs> that's it's, not uh, cool. Yeah. Well, I've stopped with Grandpa. I don't think. Uh, I don't know. People that listen would know if I do it to our guests more than. But I I, I feel like. Asking beforehand, is there anything that you're not cool to talk? I think that's uh, um, an idea that I like that we've been doing recently. So yeah, yeah. How do you feel about your your you know? Um, I w- yeah, I would I would say like not like Sierra, but more finest that I probably yeah do think about like legacy. But uh, when we're doing it. Um, not at all. It's like this weird Zen thing where I'm like trying to just be like a present with the guest or you guys, but, uh, which is like very, uh, nice once you're in it, but like hard sometimes. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I feel it. It's always just like, it's too late. Like it's now is just like, and honestly, not only too late, it's just like a control thing for me. I think that I have this privacy and think that people don't, you know, whatever. I'm like, they can, people can get what they want from me. They can, they can look up anything they want. I might as well make it easy for them. Well, here's the crazy thing is like, our like, like if I had footage of grandpa, when you were in your twenties, grandpa, you would have had to have been like on the Ed McMahon show. And like, why, you know, there's like a dozen people in the world. And now, like my grandchildren could watch me when I'm in my twenties, you know, they could watch their grandfather when they're in there. Isn't that, it's insane. It's crazy. Hours and hours of footage. Yeah. Or they can look at selfies on your Instagram for years. I mean, not you, but like just in general, I think about that sometimes of like somebody one day looking at your social media and going, you know, look at all these pictures of you that you took. And we've seen every single moment of your life. Like girl, what was that eyebrow pencil phase? Wow, <laughs> you really did that for quite some time. Damn, Grandma. I don't know how you met Grandpa. What were you those thinking? Eyebrows. What was the motive? Can you explain it, please? Please? Why did I you have bangs when you were eight? But I don't know if the whole world will be because there's so much uh, information coming out all the mm-hmm. time that it's hard to keep up even with the new th- stuff coming out. You know, It's just like photos yeah. used to be a really big deal when I was young because it cost a little bit of money to take a photograph and have it developed and all this. Now everybody's taken a thousand photos. So, you know, who's got time to, to watch all of it. Sure. Right. It's become very saturated. Exactly. So I guess it's important to be able to, to uh, discern what, what you're interested in, you know, what, what's important for you. 
pick, pick yeah. and choose. Well, here's the crazy thing, Grandpa, is YouTube, which I would say is like less than 10% of our total views. Like most people just listen. Um, it's thousands and thousands of uh, minutes of people listening to these conversations now, you know, yeah. isn't that crazy? So you're, you're saying that we have, we have people listening to this <laughs> <laughs> and watching it. Uh, yeah. Much less watching, but a lot of people listening, yeah, a fair amount, I would say more than five between, between five and 5.1, I guess. Yeah. Um, because we may be at 3000, 3000. Yeah. We have that many people watching, really. I'm, I'm, it's nice. Time. It's great. I oh, we actually are very close. I can't hear you, Grandpa. Two... I, I didn't realize we were that popular. I, I didn't know that. Your yeah. mic's too far. This, yeah, Grandpa. So in podcasting, you got to talk into the microphone. I'm sorry. No, I'm just, just teasing. <laughs> yeah, so we have 2,916 downloads. But you're talking about the, yeah. all of our shows combined, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we've yeah. done what? How many shows? 50 or whatever? Uh, about 2,900. <laughs> so if we did 50, and we have uh, 3,000. So that would be 300. That'd be five into 300. I'm doing the math. 60. So 60 per show on average. For, yeah. for the audio, yeah. That's pretty, really good. Yeah. Wow. For the for the and it's really cool because uh, I don't yeah I mean besides no I'm just gonna say I don't I don't know about Brandon and Sierra but me and you Grandpa are not even listeners we don't I haven't I still have yet to listen to an episode (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah you and seven billion nine (laughs) hundred ninety nine nine billion (laughs) minus that two hundred yeah oh my gosh. Struck by lightning eight times, but all right for real. Twenty twenty two goals. We're getting we're getting the rest of the natural world. We yeah. have zero percent in South America, and we have zero percent in Africa. Those are like the only two. That's just for the last episode, I'm though. Associated Ro. with still, that's such a good number for yeah. You know, for our yeah. minimal for your minimal effort, my poor effort. <laughs> <laughs> And me and Grandpa's no effort. <laughs> in terms of, of national news, uh, which is more interesting to you? What or, or uh, would take your attention more? What has just happened in Kentucky? You know the the tornado, or what's going on in the Congress right now with the voting, or whatever. You know, is there anything that uh, or or the the uh, uh, James Webb telescope that they're going to put into space? Uh, is there anything that uh, you have an interest in? Well, I accident. Well, I made the mistake of clicking Twitter.com, and the first thing I saw is that the quote governor of Florida has announced a has declared a stop the woke act. <laughs> it stands for Stop Wrongs Against Our Kids and Employees Act to take a stand against critical race theory in schools and the workplace. Wait, but what? the word against is not in the acronym? Wrongs against our kids. But it's just W-O-K-E. 
the the against is silent. Yes. <laughs> um, what a troll. It says, it says, it's gonna fucking, okay, hold on, hold on, it says, this is going to, this is going to give parents private right of action to sue institutions if they believe their children are being taught critical race theory, and will allow them to collect attorney fees if their suit is successful. It, uh, is it okay for me to, to, to sue the opposite way then? If I'm like, Reading about something, I go, wow, this is, I feel, fairly uh, whitewashed. I'm going to sue y'all. Will well, they, let's, will they, let's delve will they deeper. I know there's a stupid-ass quote somewhere in this article, so let me let me peep a look. Let me take a gander. Well, it's really and then, uh, oh. scary to me. Uh, seems like they're trying to do away with uh, democracy in this country. They're trying to do away with everything. <laughs> they're yeah, trying to do away with reality, memory, basic memory, facts, water. Air, clean air. Yeah, it's uh, it'd be a it'd be a crying shame if some kid they feel like they're if they feel like they're lesser than in class. I don't know how that feels at all. So this fucking bum, uh, Ron says our legislation will defund any money for K through twelve going to critical race theory consultants. No taxpayer dollars should be used to teach our kids to hate our country or hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. your question the, the tornadoes grandpa <laughs> <laughs> no i need to learn more about this i mean maybe they're all like can you know what's it global warming is just causing all of it causing all of it us to be closer to each other and then we're arguing with each other because we're close so close to each other breathing on each other spreading diseases and whatnot yeah um but you know on a positive note though Maybe we can think of this as a proactive mode. How can we, you know, keep keep hope? I gotta wait for Brandon to come back because this oh, article damn, is, this article is wild. This article is wild, y'all. Who's it from? Where'd you get it from? This is the New York Post, but it's just including the quotes of this whole grown man who stole his governor's seat. Allegedly, allegedly. It's really scary what's going on right now. Oh my god! Yeah, it is. Uh, this is something I've never seen in my lifetime before. The kind of things that are they're trying to uh, suppress uh, demo- uh, democracy. Oh my god! Oh my god! There's pictures. There's pictures of these people brought their fucking kids to these protests, and these there's like little like eight year olds holding signs that say like I am not an oppressor. I gotta, I'm going to share my screen. Where is Brandon? Come back. Oh, my God. Oh, he said his laptop died. Okay. You know, that's so... I mean, that's that's true. That kid is not an oppressor. Look, we don't have to compute. These these poor babies are getting so upset. I think they're missing... I think they're missing the point here. Look at this. (laughs) Aw. I'm not an oppressor. I am six years old. I had exactly zero slaves. What is wrong with these people? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dan CRT. Critical race theory. Creating racial tension. I see you back there. I see you back there. That was that's a good one. Um, This is, you know, it just doesn't, I, I guess it does make sense, but it's the same as like any other, like any other science. What if someone was like, hey, keep physics out of, out of keep physics out of my, uh, oh. Hey, girl. It's not even like, it's not even like physics. Cause it's like, this is just like literally what happened. Like. It's not even something you have to prove. Like, 
aren't there it just feels like i've been in courses where i've had to do stuff like like learn about stuff like this and no one made a big hoopla about it well yeah because it was just factual information they're their kids the problem is the problem is you know these poor fucking kids, this poor little baby that they like fucking super glued some American flags in his hands for, for this, you know, they go to school and then they come, they go to school. And then around this time, winter time, by the end of this trimester or the semester, they're learning about, you know, the civil war or world war two. And they do that shit really quickly because they don't want the teacher. Well, my teachers didn't want to talk about it. So we didn't spend a whole lot of time on a lot of some of this shit. And then, they come home and they go, "Hey, mom, why were those? Why are why are your favorite party robes on in my school book? Why are your party robes in my school book, uh, mom?" All right. <laughs> you said grandpa's. You said grandpa's family flag was for was for you know our great grandpas and our great grandmas, the farmers, the farm people. Why was that in my textbook, ma? They said it was bad. I, why is it bad? I guess my next question would be like. Okay, say we we appease everyone and we take away critical race theory, right? And we don't have it any anywhere. What what is history? Like, what what do you do in history? Like, what happens during history class? What are you teaching people about? You know, the Civil War and and you know apartheid and and uh, in in Africa and we hear about all these things that you know literally happen in life. You know, I wonder what they what they say. They they, they, they rewrite I, them. I mean, I'm just like. I'm legitimately curious, like, what, what do they just, like, talk about other... They just, re- they literally just rewrite it. They literally just lie. I remember when I was in high school, I think I was in high school or maybe, like, early in college, there was a story about these Texas, because your fucking textbooks, almost a lot of them come from uh, Texas. And there was this company in Texas that decided that they were going to, you know, have a new version of their book, a new edition that said that slaves were immigrants. And they all, we all just came here because we were having a pretty good time in Africa, but we were like... We could really max this out if we just, you know, packed up our shit and went to America voluntarily. And um, they tell people now, you know, that, oh, um, well, things were confused. When I was in high school, I had to learn about the Crusades because I had to learn church. I had a church history class that was terrible. Mm -hmm. And we learned about the Crusades. The explanation of the Crusades was just that there was a very trying time and there was just a lot going on within the Catholic Church at the time. And so, really, the Muslims, the Muslims just came at, like, really just wrong time, wrong place. And so then we just kind of had to start slaughtering all of them. But, you know, total misunderstanding. I guess, I mean, and also a good question, too. I guess this is for Brandon and, see, I mean, Brandon and, and Grandpa more often. Like, this is another thing that maybe critical risk theory needs to be there, because when... Do you think when when have you ever have you ever talked to your kids about like when's the first time you talked to your kids about the difference of color, Grandpa? Do you remember? To be frank with you, I don't think I ever talked to them about that. What? See that that's maybe the issue because my children about the difference of color. I, I feel like in in black homes you almost have to talk about the fact that you're black. You have to like you can't just like this is you can't not bring it up because it's a part of your survival. Like, Hey, you need to know that you may like, you have to, you have to address that to kids, you know, to like to your son or daughter or whatever uh, gender you, you have uh, about their skin tone sometimes, um, unless you don't have to, unless you're lucky enough not to have to, which is fine. But then, you know, it gets to a vacuum if you don't have it in school, maybe. Um, 
But I, yeah, that's interesting. Brandon, when do you think you'll talk to your, if you ever had offspring or do you talk to your cat about, about race um, theory? I have, What's going on? I I have talk not to, yet I talk to talked to my cat about race theory. No, it may be time. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you what, uh, Sonny makes this joke, but sometimes I call Shapiro the N-word so often that he was like, I think Shapiro thinks his name is N-word. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, no. So maybe, uh, so he might know a little bit more about critical race theory than than uh, an average person. Shapiro is king. Brandon, you missed this fucking article, bro. What well, I was, I, my laptop died, but I just see the word Donald Trump. Do you see that? Oh, I have a Trump filter because I hate him. Oh god! Oh, um, I was wondering. <laughs> That's fine. No, but but look at but look at look what they did to these fucking kids. Yeah, I I need some help with something here. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think I understand what critical race theory means, but I really don't mm-hmm. ne- under I really don't know the definition of the meaning of it. Yeah, I think um, well, critical well. I don't have all of the news, but I think critical. Yeah, look it up this year. But critical race theory is just kind of really talking about why we have like the issues that we have in America, or why some of the ways we have like the redlining and and the history that we have and the the situation in our society that they're like. There's it's not just you worked hard and you pulled yourself up from your bootstraps. There's a little bit more nuances to it. And they're bringing up that race has something to do with those nuances, which is weird. I mean, they've all talked about any other things like, you know, child labors and different other things that have to do with people's hard lives. So I don't know why they can't talk about race. Because it's but... still happening. Ah. It's still happening. So, like, that was like, a, that's like a good example. Another good example, I think, is the fact that, like, we talk about the Civil War. Like, you may learn about the Civil War when you're in school, but then you'll learn that it was either a states rights thing or it was a slavery thing but then you know all you find out really at the end like the max or maybe the minimum that you may learn in about that in school is just that we had the civil war because of slaves but then lincoln freed the slaves so we're good now and a lot of places at least when i was in school we didn't have we didn't have time to go into everything that happened after slavery, after the Emancipation Proclamation. We didn't have time to talk about Jim Crow. We didn't have time to talk about, we didn't even talk about during the Civil War units. We never talked really about the way that Black people were treated on both sides of the war, of the Civil War. They don't talk about what happens after, what happened afterwards to them, to the Civil War. So many families don't even, never even got paid for their service after they were freed and after they served in the military. They don't talk about the way that the reunification process that so many Black people went through in that time. They don't talk about all of the Jim Crow shit that continued literally through the 60s and until the 60s. And then how shit was still fucked up after the 60s. And, you know, how war on drugs has created a whole nother set of problems for Black people over the last several decades. And it's like, well, now we have the tools and even the data to state okay well this all of this stuff is connected the way that we've continued to address the problem of slavery continues to affect and cause ripples in black culture and black society and black wealth and all these other things but to do that and to acknowledge that and to teach that to like an entire generation of children would be to admit that um there's still so many problems and there's still so much bullshit and racism and substantiated like 
like racism that you can physically document and the way that it has affected people, which means that you have to put some accountability somewhere for. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, that's tough. It's it's tough for, uh, it's tough for white folks to put up the accountability sometimes too. I mean, I, I get it because, you know, I haven't been faced with it all the time, but um, I think that's a little bit of it. I think it's a little fear of change, like to just see like all the stuff that's going on. And I guess on their argument of the side is when you look, I think if, I was a white person and I was raising a child and this was a class and this was going on. I do understand how it's like, okay, I have a young child that is taking this information in and this radical, radical, it could radicalize my child and bring all this blah, 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 blah. So I, I, it's not like I don't understand their, their like reasoning why they're so upset about it. But again, what are you afraid that they would be radicalized to do is the thing to hate themselves and hate other uh their their self-esteem be low because it's like oh no i'm a i'm a oppressor and i do bad things and i and i can't help this um and you know like i said i it's not like i don't understand but it's like okay but what about the 500 years of you know me feeling not me but just people of color feeling dumb in class or feeling like they're not supposed to be there and we have to deal with the we have to deal with those things and have to like swallow those uh that pill so you know it's okay if you guys got to swallow a pill of hey i've been making mistakes in my life and i gotta make changes you know at least to me i think it, it and it's gonna be good because this is only helping like like you were just saying grandpa you never had talked to your parents about i mean your kids about that this is good because this is a conversation that families should be having you know um, i think it also is i think implementing critical race theory and this actual kind of logical approach to a lot of issues would also be problematic for the way that a lot of excuse me the way a lot of systems are set up because it's like we've been say we've known for years that like brown and black children are punished disproportionately compared to their white counterparts like across the board and so then like schools have to look at okay well why is this happening where is this happening in what cases is happening you know what's who's the intermediary between these um conflicts that you're having with these brown and black students because it's like you know two kids could you know spray paint a wall in the school one's gonna get you know a few weeks of detention the other one's gonna get suspended for a month and it's like i mean it's the same thing that you see when you're not in school you know white people being punished disproportionately compared to um black and brown people who commit crimes yeah. And also not to try to like be token in this situation too, but like, oh, it's gonna be good for you guys too. But critical race theory is just not black people. Like we'll learn a lot about the the issues with like the what's the ingrained uh what's the when you're racist against Jewish people? Semitism. What's, what's it called? Yeah. Yeah, there there is so much me and you've talked about that. There is so much of that going on in this world that I don't even know that I need to be acknowledged so I can like realize, oh, what you're doing is represent, you know, this and that. And the only way I'm going to improve is someone lets me know. And I learn about how deep this, 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 all this corruptness goes. Um, so, you know, it's just not just for black people and, and people of color. Like it's for anybody that disenfranchised that's not, um, that has been affected by this society in a negative way, you know, um, are positive. I mean, it's, it's just good information for people to learn. What's wrong with educating people? Are, are things getting any better? Let's put it that way. Are, is the situation improving? I know that a lot of books are being written now uh, by uh, black people, minorities, um, 
explaining, you know, what they how they feel about their history. Do you think that they're that society's improving? I, I not I realize that you know prejudice or whatever it is is out there, but mm-hmm. uh, do you th- do you feel? I, I really was not all that aware of these issues, but I happen to be married to somebody that is very very strongly liberal, uh, just unbelievably mm-hmm. so. So I'm always involved in it now, but. What is your feeling as far as uh, the direction of society? And I realize that you've got a lot of uh, people from certain states and whatever, like Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, that are just, you know, against uh, the liberal the liberal viewpoint, against the democracy. Um, what What is your feeling about that? Has there been any improvement? In, in- hmm. Complicated question. Um, oh, man, this is a tough one. It could be, uh, are we being killed as often and being, and been putting in slaves and putting in not loud into places like up front? Yeah. We've improved in those situations. People are okay with seeing me serve them food and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. There's improvements with that. But a lot of me also saying like there's like a new it's like a it's like a new slave or a new Jim Crow. It's like, yeah, you'd say you treat me better. You may have a different you're not calling me a, the N-word, but you're calling me African it, like it doesn't the context still like I don't know. I, I don't know if it's so much true still. Like if I'm still being treated that such, then I don't know. And um is this about uh, um one's financial position also in other words their their economic situation or more so or less so than than the racial situation i would i mean you can't you can't untie them right go ahead no that's exactly what i was gonna say they're intertwined like the and that's another part of like i guess logic critical race theory or logic i mean the logic is that you know if you if your racism prevents you from hiring black people at, you know, a higher position or at a higher pay, or you're hesitant to approve a raise because in your, you know, broke brain, you don't think that, you know, you can't see the value of, you know, a person of color in the same way that you see the value of someone who's not a person of color, then, you know, you're part of a system that's impoverishing black people really for no reason, except for, you know, just except for, the existence of discrimination and you know are you is your school is your area your school district is what i'm looking for you know is your school district horribly underfunded then you're not going to raise you're not going to raise up a generation of students or scholars or people that have all the skills that they need to get a better job or go to a better school or advance themselves really in any way you know, they are all intertwined for sure. Yeah. And I've, I've been kind of going, this is something also that's really been on my mind quite a bit um, that I've been trying to think about is also like the difference between being accepted if I assimilate, which is okay. I speak very, I speak very white. I ha- I talk very white, whatever those terms are. I listen to the, the music. I'm able to be presentable. I wear a tie, whatever, whatever. Um, it's, Assimilating to me sometimes makes not sometimes it feels like I'm a child asking to like to fit in, you know, like I need to I want emancipation. I want to be okay to be the person I am. I want to be okay walking down the street, 
talking the way I want to talk, being the person I can be without being a threat to people just because I'm different. I, I, I feel like I've been assimilated my whole life trying to fit in. So to make me, to make me like, I don't know, not white passing, but it keeps my life easier. But really I'm now thinking about it. Like I'm just really just being like a a good boy, you know, like, Oh, you tell me to speak like this so I can fit in. Okay. I guess I'll do it. Um, that's something I've been thinking about quite a bit. Yeah. I don't want assimilation. I want freedom. I want to be, I want to be, I want to be able to be myself and not to worry about if it's affecting my paycheck or my life or livelihood or all that stuff. Yeah. That'd be great. I think we all want to be respected and, uh, and loved and respected. And Mm -hmm. I think that, that, uh, there's no question in my mind that, uh, you know, when I watch a program like Jeopardy and I'll see a minority person on there that's a very intelligent person, and and I think that society is becoming more aware. I mean, just changing, you know, doing away with slavery because the law change or whatever, that's not about what it was all about. I yeah. think it's more about uh, the white person becoming aware of the fact that uh, – that uh, the black race is an intelligent race and there's uh, it, just like everybody else, there's well to do and black people. There's right. a lot of them are middle class. Um, I think it's just becoming it's a familiarity in a sense that uh, that maybe was lacking for a long time and not really not really knowing uh, the abilities. Uh, I mean, we know how great uh the minorities are in, in sports, uh, there's no question, and in the entertainment field, but maybe not so much in science and other things. And now people are becoming more aware of the fact that uh, the minorities are uh, taking a, a, a leadership position in a lot of uh, a lot of the scientific and uh, cultural areas of, of our society. And I think yeah. that is kind of a good point, too, because it's like there have been... We couldn't say, you know, probably like 40, 50 years ago, like, oh, you know, there are, this is our, you know, top scientist of color that works in this American institution, perhaps. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this is my next question then. Still, the whole thing is respect and love. So say it's someone that's on Jeopardy that barely speaks English or barely, or this, this speaks in a whole different dialect or whatever's foreign to us, right? We should still look at them as intelligent people. You know, like we should still treat them with respect just because they may be dressed differently than us or they look differently. And that goes with, this goes with, you know, economic and race and all that stuff. Like just because someone's dressed like not in a suit, doesn't it shouldn't change. Like we shouldn't be giving a high five because it's a black person in a suit um, so much. So we should be just like, just giving everybody respect. Like it don't matter how they speak or how they look or how they talk. We should give everyone the, like until they say something stupid, um, then give them the utmost respect. You know, I, it's, there's still clearly an issue in America because again, that goes back to that assimilation thought. Cause I'll keep thinking like that person on Jeopardy, that black guy on Jeopardy, you give respect to, but would you give respect to him if he was dressed differently, not on Jeopardy? Like just walking on the street, would you still think he was intelligent? Would you still think that he was a smart person? Or would you think something different of him <clears throat> is sometimes my question. And is that really include if that is if that's true that you think differently, then are we really making big differences in the world yet? Or are we just okay with long as they can fit into this normal American white world? Well, I 
think it's what Martin Luther King said, you know, you, you should judge people if you're going to judge them at all by the content of their character. Mm -hmm. Wait, wait. What's up? I have. Well, don't worry. We have more MLK quotes. Oh, this great. This article is Love so incredible, guys. It just keeps getting better and better between all these baboons sitting together in this picture. He said, <laughs> he says, hold on, where did it go? He said it to God. I hate it here. This DeSantis he said, quote, MLK. He said, think about what MLK stood for, okay? He said he didn't want people judged on the color of their skin, but on the content of their character. You listen to some of these people nowadays, and they don't they don't talk about that. They don't want to talk about Martin Luther King. They just want to talk about slavery and Jim Crow and all this negative shit. Oh my gosh. This is amazing. Guys, you don't understand. This is an amazing article. I, I think the, the media though today is trying to improve the situation today i think so i i, I, I think, think so. they're they're very they very much want to to uh to uh make up for the for the unfair be unfair situation that the minorities have suffered over the years and they're trying to make up for that and uh you know i'm not saying all media i'm not talking about fox news but mm -hmm. you know Protect yourself from corporate wokeness. Protect yourself. Where's my corporate pepper spray? <laughs> corporate work. I mean, you know, it's all complicated. It's all complicated. <laughs> Very complicated we stuff. We have to protect the workers of Florida from hostile work environments created by the existence of the Trail of Tears. <laughs> this is insane. Woke consultant. Was it going to be like, was there going to be like a math class, PE class, history class, and then critical race theory class, and then science class? Like, I wonder what, what was that going to, I just don't, I think I'm still a little confused about what's, why they're so upset. No, it was going to be, uh, like, it was going to be, you know, the bell tolls, the bell tolls for thee, and they call your name over the intercom. And are you familiar with the book Matilda by Roald Dahl? Mm -hmm. I am. Okay. Well, I mean, I haven't read the book, but I saw the movie. So in, in the book, in the book, you know, they talk about the, the principal is insane at this school and that little Matilda goes to. She's like 10. And when you get in trouble and the principal is done with you, you go in the chokey. Okay. And the chokey is literally just like a makeshift closet made by someone drunk at like 3 a.m. It's like yeah. barely hammered together, like all these thick ass pieces of wood. And then inside this tiny closet. There are nails hammered in to the wood on mm -hmm. all sides. There's wood and broken glass glued all over the fucking closet. Okay. And when you're misbehaving at school, they take, they don't give a shit if you're seven, six, 10, 11. They pick you up by the ear and they throw you into the chokey and then they shut the door. So you're just trapped in the dark, surrounded by sharp objects, waiting to get tetanus for however long they decide to leave you in there. That's what they, that's what this critical race theory class was going to be. They just call your name. They drag you by the ear mm -hmm. out of your classroom. 
they throw you in a chokey. You can't see anything, but all you hear is, you're a bad person. You're a bad you're person. The white race is evil, inherently bad, okay? Satan spelled backwards, upside down, and reverse is white genocide. You're a monster. That's critical race have theory you, in Florida. Have you seen Mr. Rogers? You're racist, if you have. <laughs> you, of course you have. <laughs> What's your favorite Tom Cruise movie? You're not supposed to have one. <laughs> Insane. I think that'd be a, a. I think critical race theory would be a fun uh, a bar game. I really wish I'd we had it in pit- college. I would have probably minored or majored in that. That sounded really interesting. It didn't even exist. I, I think it'd be fun to learn some stuff, like just to see like an image and go, "What do you think this image is about?" And we'll go, "I don't know," and go, "Nope, it's based off of racism." <laughs> racism. I'm like, I'm like, wow, that's cool. <laughs> the answer to everything is just racism on your on your page, on your test, honestly. And I love these side articles. See, this is what I'm talking about: the truth of school CRT wars. Thank goodness for these right-thinking Gen Z saviors. I mm. love it. I do. I'll do it later. I love it. This this did make me happy. So thank you, Twitter. It's a tough world. It's a tough thank world. Thank you, Twitter. Um, yeah. It should be like Germany. Don't they have multiple parties? And they choose one. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. A bunch of people just like during like when they like there's it, it's, it's you can be a green party, you can be liberal, you can be Democrat. It just depends on what's going like on. Yeah. Choice. I like that well, option. We, that sounds good. Cool, we huh? have the Green Party here. It's just nobody Piss. Nobody thinks that there could be more than Republicans and Democrats. Oh, well, yeah, we should keep pushing for that. There should be more options. It just is really getting people into... I don't like the whole red and blue thing. It's really... It's just a lot of fighting. I don't know. Politics are difficult. No more Twitter. Well... I know I keep mm-hmm. kind of changing the subject a little, but I think we have a real big problem. Please, if the um, if uh, the Democrats lose the uh, Senate and the House in the next election, what's going to happen? It looks like it right now that it will happen, but no, what's going to happen when they lose? Well, uh, they, I, I think that uh, that society will go back the other way; that uh, it will become less liberal, and. Uh, and the laws that, you know, the laws that are passed are, are, uh, you know, you can see the laws right now that the courts are very political in a, in a sense, because you see, it depends on who, who puts them into, I- into the positions and what they, what they're, what they want. So I think it's, uh, I think it's a very dangerous situation right now that we're in because, uh, I don't know. I guess I shouldn't get that political, but but um, it just seems like Too late. completely lawless. Uh, the the uh, one of the parties, I'll just say. They've always been. I feel like. Yeah. Um. And 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 th- that so many people are supporting them. That that's what's scary. They've got so much support. Yeah, I got I got some conservative friends, um, and I've been hearing their opinions, and they're getting yeah they they, they all this fighting is not helping. It's making it you know it's, I mean, it's only making things worse. We're not we're not uh getting along is not helping us get closer together as Americans. Um, you know what is sad though that it does bring us together. 
natural disasters. Mm-hmm. That tornado brought so many people together, which is terrible. For like the first two weeks, and then it falls apart even worse. Which is also kind of funny, though, because like COVID brought like almost no one together. Well, it did. There was like a week where everybody's yeah. like, listen, we're so. Everyone's sewing masks together. And then the after good that, part like, is that oh, we have each still? other. And then, yeah. Yep. Still? More? No, I'm done. Reading. Yeah, it's good. Um, but the tornado. Togetherness. Yeah. Hot and cold winds during the wintertime. Everyone can relate. Yeah, we can't escape it. Yeah, it's going to be good. Mother Nature versus humans. But yeah, I don't know, Grandpa Bart. I mean, my government is always embarrassing me, like, every single day. So, I mean, like this. <laughs> the fucking, the Stop the woke act. I mean, they literally embarrass, they humiliate me every single day. I mean... And every day I wake up and I go, there's no way. You can't possibly do it even worse. But then, you know, I wake up and then I dare to look at a single screen and y'all embarrass me even more. Y'all got the woke act. Um, uh, Joseph just said that he doesn't give a damn about you and your student loans. Um, what else embarrassing happened this week? Um, just, just you know, it's just always something. I don't know. I don't, I can't, I can't do anything for him, you know? I, I vote and I wait and then they continue to do almost nothing. You know, people are, you know, there's some guy who's just, you know, all but promised Nancy Pelosi was going to shoot her in the face. He got like 28 months. And all these other white terrorists are getting like barely over a year, maybe two years less with good behavior. They're getting months for January 6th. I haven't seen anyone get years. Yeah, they're getting months. Yeah, you know. Look, I'm not gonna lie though. I'm happy. Any, 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 any justice to me is a is a move in the right direction. In my like, I know it's sad. I know. I know it's. I know. I know. I'm, There's I'm a lot of it, twenty honestly, year I'm like, people for weed. Like, but not, that's not yeah. literally. Weed. You can have yeah, unpaid parking tickets and be there longer than some of these people that literally came in and physically, literally, like literally took a shit. On the Capitol. There was feces in the Capitol. <laughs> there was feces Christ. on the wall. There was feces on people's carpets and people's offices. People literally shit on the country. Months. Maybe. Some of them are still waiting to see if they're going to have any have any time. Just months. I, I think the United yeah. States is really being torn apart. And, uh, and I'm wondering how much influence uh, Putin has had with the previous administration. Embarrassing. Putin. His name, his last name is funny. But Putin uh, all over like the a fart. capital. Putin on the capital. Uh, yeah. Embarrassing. Well, I've been listening to, you know, the news and, and the commentary from people like Rachel Maddow and, and uh, Chris Hayes and, um, you know, the, the uh, uh, NBC uh, pundits. And for years now, they've been saying that this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And it all just seems to uh, turn into talk and nothing actually happens um, as far as uh, people paying a penalty for, you know, for 
what they've done. The only one I've seen so far is Cohen, which was uh, an attorney for Donald Trump. But yeah. right and now, and all the other ones got pardoned. They're just hanging out. Yeah, you know, they're just waiting for the uh, government to change uh, politically, and uh, and they just let them off off the hook. I think so. Uh, it, it's it's not not a particularly good situation. Embarrassing. Yeah, it is. Ooh, I do know good news. Okay. Maybe, maybe the maybe the United States is in decline. You know, I don't know. No oh, shit, you've been in decline. <laughs> We've just been running on staples and and paper clips. That's this what whole I'm time. saying. It's all just I, catching up to. It's all just catching up to us now. Honestly, yo, that's that's been my aha moment of like I've been looking around and stuff and go, wow, I thought this was some fancy thing, America. Then I look at it and go, whoa, whoa, this place is pissed. <laughs> this is built on nothing. Um, but good news though, Stephen Curry is the number best shooter of all time. He broke it at Madison Square Garden here in New York. Thank God. And the day before. He was in Indiana. We love it. Which is where I'm from. But Reggie Miller was number three. It's good news. Stephen Curry is the best shooter of all time. Ooh. Ball is life. Damn. I'm, I'm concerned that uh, that uh, the minorities <laughs> will become complacent about the vote in the off-year election. And that uh, the it'll change the, uh, the House and the Senate. And uh, that would not be a good thing. Minorities are not the complacent groups. Well, I'm 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 concerned because uh, not only the minorities, but but all Democrats, they've become complacent, and uh, and we're going to lose we're going to lose the House and the Senate, and uh, probably they're not doing anything. They're not doing anything valuable. Yeah. What people voted for them on was um, a student loan debt. Um, prosecuting, you know, uh, prosecuting, figuring out what the fuck has been going on the last four years in the previous administration, because now we only talk about January 6th. This man is committed. The guy committed treason like 18 times over. Every single day. Literally every single day. He was either golfing or committing treason. There was no in between. And there's still so much about all of that we don't know. And we don't even spend time on it anymore. All the other um, all the other things that we wanted out of this administration besides it just not being the other guy was um, things within like the build back better act or, and the, um, the infrastructure bill, those kinds of things, those barely fucking passed. I don't know what has changed within them. And they, we spent, you know, this whole fucking year talking about it and twiddling our thumbs because thing one and thing two in the Senate suddenly decided that, you know, they don't want to be Democrats anymore. And they act, you know, and a woman and dumbass. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and Joseph sitting there like what happened? Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema have been holding had been holding up the infrastructure bill and the build back build back better. Is that it? Build back better act. Um, (laughs) For months. Are they the reason why it just passed within a few months ago? They're two Democrats. Uh, Well, they're barely Democrats because um, they've been. As soon as, you know, this administration started, they started fucking up and deciding, oh, wait, what's that? You barely have a majority. Oh, well, I could really use A, B and C. That would really help me figure out how I'm going to vote on this. They basically just held the whole Senate for ransom and all they held. Well, they they held most of the administration ransom. And part of it is just because um, there clearly wasn't any pushback from the administration on a lot of these issues to force their hand because 
I don't know what it is, but the Republicans figure out how to push people's hands all the times into doing dumb shit. You know, there's still like, what, 20, 30 of them that think that January 6th was a tourist, was a tourist visit. And they say that with a straight face and they have a united front and they say that <laughs> they will say that shit all day long. But when it when it comes to Democrats, it's just embarrassing all the way down. And what was it? Manchin just said something today, but I didn't read it because it's always something. It's always something where they just decide, I don't really feel super Democratic today. Is there any way that you could maybe help me feel a little more in that direction? You know, and, you know, Biden keeps acting like he doesn't know how to eliminate student debt, student loan debt. And everyone keeps telling him all you have to do is sign an order to eliminate some of these federal loans. And he's like, it's just so hard. I'm so confused and old. Everything is difficult for me. You know, they just embarrass well, us every day. Does he actually have the power without the votes yes. of the Senate and the House? Yes. He can Executive do it. Order? Yes. See, I think, I think the problem here is that the Republicans lowered their taxes, uh, lowered the tax rate for the wealthy. And at a time when it should, be, should have been raised in the past, we've had like a national emergency Gosh, during the Second World War, the tax, the top tax rate went to 91% and people yeah. didn't complain. They paid it. And now they're complaining about uh, raising uh, at a very, very relatively low tax rate. Um, it just uh, – there's like, there's like no uh, coherence in terms of understanding uh, what was generally a, a accepted situation. Um we're just in a situation right now, and I, I think the Democratic Party is not uh, getting through psychologically to the people. They're not – whatever they're doing, they're not, they're not uh, convincing uh, the people to, uh, to go to, you know, to accept their uh, – a more socialized uh, type of society. They're not giving us – they're not – you're not advertising anything concrete. I feel like, you know, at least a Republican is going to say, I'm not going to pay any more fucking taxes. And if they're in office, damn it, you can bet your ass you're not going to pay any more extra damn taxes, you know. But a lot of this important stuff that people have wanted, like the universal child care in, I believe, the Build Back Better Act. I feel like I'm saying that wrong. Um, that's been a huge deal. I you know I keep saying student loans because I don't want to pay my student loans, but, you know. <gasps> There, that was a big deal for a lot of people. And a lot of the progressives that campaigned for him were talking a lot about uh, Biden in regards to him doing that for a lot of different people. And, um, you know, they say it. And then everything suddenly becomes so confusing now that we have the power to do it. Everything is so confusing. Why in the hell are there still people? Why are there still people in jail for possession of marijuana? You know? Like, why? Profit, money. It's legal in what? Like 12 states? Yeah. So many states. Non Nonviolent crimes, too. Nonviolent crimes. Just for having it. Yeah. 20 years, 30 years, 15 years. Years. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense. And it can easily be accomplished. Again, something very easy that the administration can do. It's an easy W. Well, what but is people the benefit and profit. What is the situation right now that I – and again, when you read the news, you don't know what's for real and what isn't. But yeah. there seems to be some sort of a rift between Kamala Harris and Biden. Uh, is that 
actual or is this just being made up by, say, the Republican Party? I don't know. There's, Do you all know? There's recent been recent articles that uh, say that uh, there, there, there's a rift there. There's some kind of an issue. But I, I don't know if it's real or not. I haven't heard anything from Kamala. Like, well, I, I never don't know, even hear anything you know, about Kamala. If, if Manchin and this woman, I forget her name, Green, well, Green is one of them, a woman named Green. Cinema. Yeah. If they, if they, because it was a very narrow margin between the Democrats and Republicans, and if they go against the Democrats, they can't get stuff through the House and the Senate. Nothing. So I guess it's about, you know, it's about having the means to have a normal life and being able to support a family and everything, you know, and having the financial ability. And uh, uh, there's no question the Democratic Party is more for the average working people and the uh, Republicans are for the well, very well to do, the rich, super rich. They're supposed to be, but this is kind of embarrassing, mm-hmm. going to be honest. And there's a heck of a lot more middle-class people than there are very rich, yet the Republicans are able to convince people, and I think a lot of it is prejudice. A lot of it is based on prejudice. That's why you have all these white uh, supremacists and those kinds of people. That's why we need critical race theory. Mm-hmm. Full circle. Well, art is history class. Just, literally, just literally, history just class. call it history and actually teach just make history. It easier. Just make it easier for you. Just make it just just make it easy for everyone to go. Hey, we're getting rid of critical race theory. We're going to start teaching history, history. American history, history, <laughs> American history. Um, that'd be way easier, way easier. You don't have to worry about getting all people all butt hurt. They can just come home and go, hey, mom, I think I, I think my family line is oppressing. And they go, you've been listening to critical race theory? Like, no. <laughs> no we girl, learned about just regular school. Just, just the first like 30 years of America. There's going to be a boom in uh, fucking homeschool program. <laughs> did you know we brought some type of disease to a group of people? Oh my God. What? Mom, why didn't you tell me about mom, the trail what? of tears? I look like a fool in class. There was a very young legislator uh, from Georgia. He was a Georgia legislator, and he he lost his uh, position to power. I think at one time he was the head of the NAACP. Not sure, but he was a very bright guy, and somehow he got in trouble for pot or something like that a long time ago. Do you know who I'm referring to? No. Very bright guy. Was uh, I'm I'm going back probably. I'm guessing to the 70s, very articulate guy. Um, uh, I'll, I'll try to look up and find out who he was, but you would recognize his name. So what do you, what do you, um, uh, finest, what do you suggest to make, to improve society, to make things more, uh, to improve uh you know, make things more equal and uh, have a better society, a better caring society. Oh, you! I, I have tons of tangible things that can be done. Uh, war on drugs would probably be one of the first things that I would get rid of. That would stop a lot of the the hoopla with with police and the society they're in. Um, I would probably. That's just the beginning. Oh man, 
that would that would actually nip some stuff in the butt. And then I would probably worry about uh, homelessness and housing and, and finding places for people that have mental illnesses instead of being in jail or the hospital, an actual tangible place. I'd probably try to figure out educating everyone as we can, the best we can in, in multiple ways. Let me see. What else? What else could help out? Um, I guess just to read this, I guess a hug. Give everyone a hug. Just be like, hey, come, come here. Give them a hug and look, all the mistakes you made. Forgive yourself, man. Forgive yourself. Yeah, you've done bad things. And you know what? All of them, everybody I hug, I could say the same thing to, and they would all feel like I'm talking to them like personally, but we're all the same. Yeah. So like, if you had pot in your pocket one day, it's okay. We all have had pot, pot in our pocket before. You don't need to die or go to jail for it. It's okay. It's okay. Um, and I would say that to everybody. I'd be like, hey. Just take the mean hug and white reflect. Per- mean, mean racist person, it's okay. It's okay. Chill out. Come hug me. It won't burn. I promise our skin is just like your skin. And well, maybe. I don't know. I use that real cheap detergent. I might make your skin burn. Who knows? <laughs> now, yeah, I think I think that's what I would I think I would start off with the war on drugs. It'd be my first my first thing I would probably work on is uh changing how we police and how we look at people and different that are different than us and what is right and what is wrong and go like, again, even that I noticed this morning, I hate to be like poking fun at you, grandpa, but even like the stuff that you say of like, he was a really articulate black guy and he had pot once. The first thing I thought of was what nigga don't <laughs> like, you know, what, what person doesn't speak well and doesn't have like, you know, you don't have to tell them that you don't have to say all the others. Like this is this a person, you know, like I it's whatever said that he was um, probably more accepted by the, by the white people. Assimilated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, but he was made. And the head he still, of the and he still got in trouble. Yeah, apparently liked him too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god. I mean, NAACP. They, they look. I mean, that's a big argument. I mean, in the, in the black. See, this is what's great about critical race theory. There's this whole, there's this whole big issue in the black community of like, you know, the 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 bourgeois versus the people that are actually, you know, not the bourgeois. You know, so the NAACP is is, is conflicted for some people. Don't even some black people don't even support it because it only helps. A certain group of black people. I don't support um, it because of Rachel Dolezal. Yeah, so it, it's, it's it's cool. I mean, I you know, hey, I give her a hug too. Mm-hmm. I have questions. I have a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Did everybody take a chill pill, relax. Mm-hmm. Well, Sierra, what do you? It'd be a placebo like, effect, though. Uh, would be you know an improvement uh, would help to improve. Uh, I'm going to say race relations. I would go. I would go hard. I would go hard. All that war on drugs energy, all that war on terror energy, I would put that into war on white terror energy. I would turn that into war on white terror energy. Because I got a lot of questions. I still have so many questions. Y'all don't understand how many questions I have. Imagine. The fact that these people literally went and did all that and then literally went home. They went back to the hotels. (laughs) Only like two hotels. Only like two hotels said, no, you can't come back in here. And then they got, they were trying to figure out how to fly back home. Imagine they literally just went home and then threatened to do it, do it again, like a month later. And now some of them are getting caught and prosecuted. I'm still talking about January 6th because every day it blows my, every day I wake up and I go, holy shit, that really happened. I laughed and I was watching the news for like three hours. It was insane. It was insane. You know, they literally did all that, killed so many people, went back home. Some got arrested. And the rest of them just kept making plans to come back and do it again. They've literally been planning again and again to show up. They keep showing back up 
in D.C. to the Capitol with these different fake cult dates of the end of the world, these different doomsday dates. They keep doing that. I would go hard ham. I would go war on white terror, which would be difficult because I also kind of want to abolish the police for the most part and start over on that. So it'd be very, you know, it'd be it'd be a little confusing for the first for the first bit. And then I would um, I would rework a lot of these different uh, equity plans. I'd figure out where a lot of this money goes for a lot of these programs, because where I'm working now and what I'm doing now and what I've seen most of my life growing up, most of this money is not going in the right places. It's not going to any valuable use, especially in schools. I would spend a whole lot more time and money on schools and teachers and all that. How, how do you uh, evaluate or feel towards somebody like Jesse Jackson? I don't know a lot about Jesse Jackson, to be quite frank with you. I'm a fan. He's okay. Yeah, he's great. Did good. What would you? What's your? What do you? What do you? What's your? What's your? Uh, what's your angle on this question, well, Grandpa? I'm, I'm, I brought it up because he's an older gentleman, and maybe younger people today have different different ideas. That, that's you know. I'm just I'm thinking in terms of of age difference. You know, he's been around a while. Yeah. This is funny because he makes me think of whenever I think of Jesse, uh, whenever I think of him, I think of Reggie Jackson, the baseball player, you know, the one that I don't know why. That's the first thing that always pops in my head. Maybe because I was in such in the baseball uh, that time. But um, nice. Yeah, I, 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 you're right. I don't know as much as I probably should about about him. He's, you know, I mean, he, he's he's been working for racial equality for a long time and he yeah. has a radio program that I listen to. Occasionally. How do you feel about how do you feel about Ben Shapiro, Grandpa? Who? Ben Shapiro. I don't know who that is. How do you feel? Uh, about what do you feel about? How do you feel Europa about? hates Republicans. What, what <laughs> I would have saying some Jewish person. Nothing <laughs> with Jewish name. Ben Shapiro what? is. <laughs> Woody Allen. What do you think about Woody Allen's politics? <laughs> <A> little <creepy. laughs> Great movies. A little bit. Creepy. Married his uh, wife. Adam daughter. Sandler. Yeah. There you go. How do you feel yeah. about Adam Sandler? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, Moses, yeah, a lot of work. <laughs> Wait, Jesus, how do you feel about Jesus, Grandpa? Because <laughs> uh, he's an odor. <laughs> oh my goodness. Brandon, what would you do to fix the world? Uh, I think the conversation about history books is pretty amazing. It brought me back to, I think we had like maybe this, like it was a third of a page on the Trail of Tears, and then maybe like half a paragraph on Jim Crow and then like 20 pages on Christopher Columbus. I think <laughs> like, 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 I think there was a paragraph, there was a paragraph about right. yams. There were like, they had many different types of yams at the feasts for Thanksgiving. Like it was insane. Uh, yeah. Yeah. School now that I'm thinking about it, why did I come out of high school with so much George Washington Carver like information? About, they like, refused I don't know to tell us about George Washington Carver. You know what happened to me when I was in school? When I was okay, wait. So when I was in eighth grade, we were going to learn about the Civil War, but my teachers were like, "Wait, what if we made it better?" And they were like, "Let's do Civil War reenactments." Oh, God. So we had two. We had two eighth grade classes, okay? (laughs) And they split us into groups between the... They split us up. All Everybody was mixed up between the two classes. And they split us into 
Union, and Confederates. Why was I in the Confederacy? Oh my god. I was like, I looked at the list. They like sent us the list on our little school email and I gave it to the teacher. I was like, hey, so I don't want to be here. And she's like, oh no, they're just teams. You know, like Tommy's on there, you know, Eliza's on there. It's fine. Everybody's on this team. It's cool. It's cool. I was like, yeah, I know, but I like don't want, I don't want to be. <laughs> I don't want to be on this team. And they're like, no, it's okay. There's other people. There were like three other black girls on the Confederacy. And we're just like, what the, why, why are we here? Yeah. Why are we here? And then when I was in high school, we had, we talked about the Civil War again. And instead of just saying, you know, I would, I would rather it just be short and just be like, there were slaves. There weren't supposed to be slaves anymore. And then it was over. Then slavery ended. Like, you could just do that. But instead, my teacher had us do this whole long-ass debate. Like, they split us, they split our class up again, and they had us debate. <laughs> they had us research and debate, which honestly begs the question, like, what were we thinking? Was someone just Googling, like, why was the Confederacy right? Like, <laughs> that's in your search history forever. And they're talking about, we had to argue for, like, a whole class period about why you know, one side is arguing, oh, well, our state's rights and what about our crops? And the other half is like, we don't want to be property anymore. And then we did this for a whole class period. And he's... I, this, yeah. This is only an Indiana thing. Hopefully, maybe not. But I wonder if people know. Have, does anybody know what Connor Prairie is? Have it, does anybody know what that oh, is? No. Connor, what was Prairie? That Connor Prairie is in Indiana. It's like this place where you get to like go like you're on a plantation a big old big old giant giant plantation and they teach you about you know how people used to live and 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 they also have like have this reenactment where you're like if you're a runaway everyone in class gets to be a runaway slave and we get to go down this trail there's no joke no i'm gonna look it up um and uh, i don't know if they is still there, do it anymore like but a, I, I remember us doing it is there a real life like rottweiler that chases you down like what the fuck no no it's it's very fun. What? It's very exciting. Um, this sounds like that I mean, field trip to the cotton field where they made kids pick cotton. <laughs> whoa. There's someone on this page I went to high school with. That's working for Connor Prairie. That's great. <laughs> what in the hell? That sounds terrible. I'm going to send this link to you so we can go to this. Uh, okay. Uh, but, I mean, it just, now that we're talking about all this, I'm just like, man, I did live in Indiana. <laughs> I can't believe this. This is like, I can't believe the stuff they would have me do. We did this whole debate. I'm like, what is going on? And at the end, he's like, see, it's difficult, isn't it? And I'm like, no. It now, wasn't difficult, you wanna, sir. You want to do you going to turn your homework in or do you want to go back to Connor Prairie? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> see how things could have been. I got to look at this shit, bro. When I was Hold a kid on. in high school, uh, myself and a friend thought we would be smart. And we went out with a farm labor transport one day picking blueberries. And boy, was that hard work. Ooh. That was Berries are work. probably are really hard because, you you know, you can't just put anything in there. Right. Yeah. What is I this? mean, it's a good. Uh, I think it's not so bad that kind of Perry is doing Explore new I'm, possibilities I'm to, is what it says. Let's see. go to explore. Ex it's something about follow the North Star or something. I can't remember what it was that we I had to do. Step back in time and join a bustling community where animals, people, objects, and daily routines are exactly the same as they were. Well, don't say that. <laughs> um, help 
defend the state from Confederate General John Hunt Morgan. See, that's cool. Oh, there it is. That sounds familiar. The yeah. Animals, the William wait, Connor wait, House. Lenape Indian Camp. Middle left. Okay, and then they just got crafts. Okay, so there's other shit. Okay. There's other stuff there. It's not the only thing okay, you're doing there. Okay, but I, do, I got you. I, but I know that was the, the big fun. You know, and we're a bunch of kids. Like, you know, when you're in, like, I don't know what age it was, but I know making fun with my, my friends about, like, taking everything so lightly. Like, ha ah, we're on the, like, <laughs> just inappropriate. You got to turn yeah, butter. <laughs> you're in the stocks. Okay, I'll give you this much. I'll give you this much room because they do have a lot of other shit. Yeah, they got a little bit of stuff. You know what? There's nothing wrong with Connor Perry. We're doing great. Who would you be in 1836? Rot, row, raggy. Dead. I would be dead. Yeah, I would definitely be. <laughs> I want to learn more. Okay. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. 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 A farmhand. Farmhand. That's a, that's, a way to, that's a way to say that. Gardener. That's another way to say that. So is Cook. <laughs> okay, you know wait a minute. Deputy, a lot of, wait a minute. Hold the phone now. Housekeeper, cook, farmhand, gardener. I would assume those are all probably slave deputies. These probably are the, the only one three that we. These the only three that we couldn't do. Finance. Yeah, scholar, scholar craftsman, cra- maybe craftsman. Maybe I could be a craftsman. No, they used to beat us for learning, so we couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't learn how to do anything. Podcasting with Grandpa and Rosie, always on his shoulder. This is Grandpa and Chill. Grandpa and Chill is brought to you by your hosts, Brandon Fox, Bart Frank, and Finest Jackson. Our producer is Sierra Doss. You can find episodes old and new on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch the show, and follow us on Twitter for behind-the-scenes moments you can't get anywhere else.